Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Up Top. Here's myself, Gav Mack, Stephen Cotton. How are you, dude? I'm very well, thank you very much. Oh, shiny self, look at him there. And uh, Alex Osborne downstairs, how are you, dude? Very well, thank you very much. How are you, mon frere? Um, not as hungover as I was yesterday, put it that way. Okay. Right then, um, let's go was into... It, was it someone's birthday, was it over the weekend? It was, but I, I, I really and truly died the most painful death of my life. So I, <laughs> you know, I've had a pint today. But I'm going to be taking it easy for the rest of my life now if I if I have to deal with that, I swear to God. Oh, dear, oh dear. I, had anyway. a few, I had a few jars yesterday, so today it's just the Volvic. Just... We're all just getting older, boys. We just yeah. can't handle it. That's what it that, is. That, that is exactly it. it. Exactly it. I, I never thought I'd ever come to this day. Um, things finished in the Premier League this weekend. There were finished? He's only 28. Relegated. What are you on about? <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> Get that in there. Get that in there. Uh, Oh, God, yeah. So, um, teams got relegated. Teams survived the last day of the season. We saw happy, smiley Jack Grealish and then all shattered a minute later. Oh, felt for him for a hot minute, but then he was all right. And then the top four was also dealt with and the most important team came eighth in the Premier League. And we're going to start with those. Arsenal versus Watford. Arsenal three, Watford two. Well, this one was, it was quite funny, this, because at 3-0, is party time. Is it going to be six or seven? And then the penalty just before half time. And it's like, oh, Watford might actually have a little bit of a, little bit of a prayer here. But um, it won't be. Uh, question for you. Uh, I know we'll get on to penalties and stuff later. Do you think your penalty was a little bit soft? Yes. Do you think that if you give those, you'll be giving 20 a game? Yes. After and that. I'll tell you what makes me laugh. A um, load of like jumped-up Arsenal fans going, oh, it's Mike Dean against Arsenal all the time. Because he went over and had a look at the VAR and it was um, he was overruled by it. And people were like, ah, oh, well, yeah, he didn't want to give it because it's Mike Dean. No, he didn't want to give it because it weren't really it's soft. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I mean, you, you can, you, if, if, that's, if you're the team it's given against, you'll be angry. And if you're the attacking team and it's not given for you, you'll be annoyed. It's one of them. Oh, I, I thought it was pretty soft. What do you think, hey dog? Uh, let's get my face in the in the in the frame first. Um, I don't know. But I, I thought you don't know. Challenge. Challenge. It's not a pen. It's, it's, a, it's a clumsy challenge because he's just gone. He's gone in the back of him, but he's not gone in the back of him enough. I'd be, see, I'd see, be, I'd be struggling to give a free kick for that. Yeah, you've 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 used the word challenge there, and I don't even I wouldn't even call it a challenge. There's just been contact. I, I, oh well, it was given, it was given, and Aubameyang scored it. And um, yeah, and what for the relegated banter? Um, um, yeah, Tierney got his his first um, league goal for Arsenal as well. It was a bit of a deflection, but I still claim that that is his. Um, Danny Welbeck. Now he had a couple of opportunities to really change the game around. There was one where, where he did that little back heel. That one made it three apiece. Could, yeah. Could... It, it, Danny Welbeck five years ago might have taken those chances, but... Did he really need to do that? Could he not just take it out of his feet and like drilled it top in? Possibly, but how much game time was the lad at the last... At that point, last... it was still about, it's still about 15, 20 minutes. No, no, I mean... No, I mean no, like, how, how, how much game time has Welbeck had himself played? Oh, 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 gotcha. Um, yeah, he's, yeah he's, well, he's been dogged with injuries well, throughout his whole life. He's not match up, is he? Yeah, he's yeah. not match up. Um, before uh, Watford scored, well, uh, Aubameyang's third, uh, second goal was... Whew, it's nice, wasn't it? Pretty, yeah, pretty little, smooth. Uh, I like a little that. over-head kick. 
Yeah, well, well, apparently the people were going, oh, was there a nudge in the back beforehand? Should that have been, should that have been a free kick to Watford? No, no. There's nothing wrong with that for me. That was taken really nicely. But, so, uh, like you said, 3-0. Arsenal showed a bit of a, a weak, like a weak spine. So let them back a weakness the in Arsenal? Yeah, well, oh. I don't know. Because David Luiz then decided to give away what now is a record, uh, fourth penalties for a single player. Fourth penalty against them for a single player in the season. Five. Is it five? Five, yeah. Five. Most it's pens even, of the it's even better. He's given away five penalties mm. for Arsenal this season, which makes him, you know, I don't know. He's, he's not going to play much next year. We're looking, we're looking at, we're looking at Mari, and we're looking at Saliba as starting two yeah. next year, aren't we? I, I would, I would have thought so. Um, but you know, I, I'm going to say it again. Arsenal's most pressing need is in midfield. Is the centre midfield is their most pressing need. Um, and then they need because they need to buy out. They need to go out and buy a creative midfielder, a guy like Bruno Fernandez, because look at the difference he's made to Man United. And they need to uh, get a better, sort of more uh, number eight. I'd say number eight slash six to go along sort of like the boxy. Um, so those are their two most pressing areas of need, really. Um, mm. I think didn't I think Arsenal played a four yesterday, didn't they? they played four at the back yesterday, they did, didn't yeah. they? Holding Louise and they were carved open. We were carved open quite often again, which shows that for me again, Dav, uh, Rob Holding is not good enough. He, he won't be good enough. Uh, and Louise is yeah, he's he's only good in a three. <laughs> you can only play him in a three-man defence for him to be any kind of effect uh, to be effective. So I, th- I think Rob yeah. Holding. I, re- I think Rob Holding is fine before he's in before his injury. He was he was doing major bits. He got injured, and it's, it's just taking him time to come back. And it happened to him before. I think Rob Honda would be fine. But let's talk about Watford. I was because... just about to say those exact words. <laughs> <laughs> what have Watford got to do, man? Because they they need cha- they need savage changes from right at the top of the club, from ownership level down to the the, the eleven boys that go out there every week. There's wholesale change needed at Watford. Well, honestly. Um, I don't. I don't think there was a single person that saw them sacking Pearson as thinking, "Oh, this might be a gamble." No one thought it was a gamble. Everyone thought this is this is suicide. The two mm. games left. Look where they were when he came in. He's changed. He's changed that team around. He hasn't got much to work with, but he was getting some results. And, and to, to sack him two two games left of the season while you're in the situation you are was at suicide. Mm, criminal. They need stability though as well. I know they need you saying they need wholesale changes, but they need to stability. They need somebody to be at the club for a good three, four years. You mm. can't with the same kit though. Yeah, that's, that's the issue. Yeah, but that, obviously changes of what got them into this position because as uh, as we know they've what they've had what thirteen managers in the space of what five years or something like that. Is it five six years? Mm. And as Cotton said on a previous episode, when you when you change managers, that manager wants to bring in his own playing style and therefore with it his own players. And then when he gets sacked, you bring in another manager who's got a completely different playing style. Therefore, those players that were bought in don't suit that playing style. So you then bring a whole load of new players. And then you've got players who are confused, who've played under a different manager and a different style. And it just doesn't work. And eventually... Is this is this is the the result of all of that that because Watford have got some good players we can agree on that don't they Decore is a good player yeah. Ishmael Assar is a good player Will Hughes Will Hughes is not a bad player 
These players. I only got him on a bit of uh, like um, PK Familia. I like him. I think he's all right. They're going to get picked off. They're going to yeah, get. Oh, yeah, yeah. Teams in the Premier League are going to go and get get these players for for a, a fairly decent amount of money in terms of the tran- in terms of like not paying over the odds. And uh, Watford are going to struggle. The same same with Bournemouth, aren't they? I think but, uh, yeah. when we get to the Bournemouth game, it's the same is going to happen to them. Mm. Gav, how many managers have Udinese had in the last five or six years? It's a similar story. Oh, so, so, yeah, it's a very similar number. Yeah. Very similar number. So it's just it's just the, the ownership at, you know, is it, is it, um, I can't remember the name. Is it, was it, oh, I can't remember. It begins with a G. Is it, the Ita- is it Italian too? Is it's it Italian, Italian. Yeah. Yeah, so like they, they, they need, yeah, they, they need to. I don't think they're going to be making much money. I think they need to just sell up and and move move on because they oh, the Potsos. That's it, you know, Potso. They they are not benefiting the club whatsoever. Deeney to Sheffield United is a shout there from from Deeks. I don't. I do. Deeney is one of those players that. If he didn't play for Watford, could you imagine him in the Premier League with anyone else? Mm, not oh, really. I don't. I don't. Think, I don't think uh, he's he's like a he's he's like a like a crap version of of Bayo back in Fenway. Um, right. Let's let's move on to the next game. Uh, <laughs> Watford versus. Just don't uh, get Watford. Uh, I've got don't Watford get on the brain now. You any any time soon? Yeah, I know. Oh, you cheeky bastard. Um, <laughs> West Ham won. Uh, Aston Villa won. Uh, nothing happened in this game until the last five, six minutes. <laughs> oh, God. And I'll tell you what, honestly, Jack Grealish, when he scored that goal, I I was elated for him because just his yeah. face and how happy he was. He was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what have I just done here? And I'll tell, uh, I'll tell you who, wasn't, who shouldn't be happy about that goal in the slightest. is Lucas Fabianski. No, no, no. no she imagine imagine that was Bahia who did that. Shouldn't be going in. It's chocolate wrists. Positioning was poor. It, it, there wasn't much movement on the ball. And Fabianski was moving all over the shop. It was like Saturday was, Night Fever. It was like Saturday Night Fever. He was genuinely couldn't decide where he was going. And it shouldn't have gone in. But it did. And oh, like you said, I'm glad for him. I, I wanted Villa to stay up. Yeah, me too. Um, West Ham, they didn't lay back at all. I thought they would have their bellies tickled a little bit. But I actually appreciate how professional their approach was. You know, they could have easily put the kids out. They've got nothing to worry about. Yeah. Well, uh, and they did. They did. They did score a minute. What was it? Uh, was it eighty seconds or something? If that. Something. Um, yeah. 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 And Awful a bit goal, of a, though, weren't it? Bit of a fluke goal, yeah. And it, it came off Grealish yeah. as well, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. It, um, that, that's that's how football works, isn't it? It works and. Strange little funny ways like they, that. They haven't, they haven't done anything wrong. They've closed. Yeah, they've gone to close Yarmolenko down. They've blocked the shot, and it's literally just looped forty foot in the air and dropped over the keeper. Uh, I don't even think you can blame the keeper. You can't blame Rainer for anything. It, they, it just happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, it's very similar to that. Uh, you know, the, uh, we've seen highlights of it. You know, the Germany goal against England in the World Cup nineteen ninety. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say I went around for that. I know you might have been, Alex, but um, I was uh, a bit too young, <laughs> bit too young for that. Um, uh, but um, no, I think <laughs> no. It, it, what I did, what I did enjoy was that they they waited until after the game. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they didn't. They weren't sure. He said, "Not now. Not yeah. Not, not now. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. 
yeah, wait yeah. a minute, he goes. And they all gathered round and they all just waited and the final whistle went at the Emirates and it was happy days for them. And uh, it was just nice having a, having, a, having a season where there's still things to to wait for on the yeah, last yeah. day of the season. Um, because uh, the next game we're going to talk about I'll, uh, is, is, is coming up after this. Well done, Bill. Well done. What's our Everton? And yeah, sorry, Cotton. Yeah, well done, Villa. Everton won, Bournemouth three. Uh, Bournemouth are going down despite picking up their first away win in 10 attempts. Um, too little, Everton, too late. Yeah. Everton, Do you know, you say Everton, though, right? I'll tell you what, the first, the first opening parts of the game, um, they looked pretty bright. I, I thought Everton's goal was really, really well worked. I thought it was Yeah, me too. Um, should should Rishalishan uh, Rishalishan uh, should Rishalishan? I can't say Rishalishan. Rishalishan. Sean Connery. The, the penalty was given for his handball, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah good. Yeah. But yeah, obviously, yeah. so Everton scored first. Or did they score first? No, they didn't. No, they no, didn't. Bournemouth went ahead. Yeah, Bournemouth went ahead with Rishalishan. Um, I don't know what he thinks he's doing there. I think he's. No. I think he thinks he can reach it, sort of there. But yeah. the ball, he hasn't. The ball's so far away. He's misjudged it, and it's just a little little chicken wing, and it's humble. It's like it's one of those things when you play football, isn't it? You sometimes you just you just react to it, you don't you? Just react it. To yeah, it. Yeah. Just, your arm just comes out, and it's yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. Um, Pickford didn't do well well with at least one and a goal. Oh, Pickford didn't do yeah, well, well this that was the season, goal, wasn't it? We'll yeah, this that. Nice last one. We'll get to that. Pickford hasn't done yeah. well at all uh, this whole no. season. Like all last no. season. Yeah. You know you had a bad time if you've let Dominic Slanky bag past you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which actually, to be fair, it was a pretty decent header, though. It was, oh. it was, it was, but it's still <laughs> Dominic Slanky, mate. <laughs> you know what? The Pickford thing, now we look back on it, we we will look back at, at Joe Hart, right? And I don't think, I don't honestly think Joe Hart had one good season at City, even when they won the league. Even when they were winning the league, he was still dropping clangers. And if he wasn't dropping no. clangers for City, hold on, if he wasn't dropping clangers for City, he was dropping them for England. And Pickford's yeah. the same thing. How have we watched this season and last season? Have we watched the mistakes Pickford has made? And how is he still England number one? I get that he made those penalty saves against no Colombia. Competition. He's got no competition, is he? He has oh. got competition, indeed. Oh, he has now. Yeah, no, he has now. He has now. That's, that's it. He I'm be. still not sure about Nick Pope, but yeah. It shouldn't, whoever it is, it shouldn't be Nick, Nick Pope. Nick Pope needs to put a little bit of respect on his name, man. He's kept yeah. a number of clean sheets this year. And you, can't mean, say, yeah, you can't say that's down that's to Burnley's defence, because Burnley's no. defence ain't all that. Yeah, but it's about the defensive structure. That's that's the thing where coaching can come into it. And Sean, I think the credit there should be given to Sean Dyche rather than the actual players themselves. Is that future England manager, Sean Dyche, that we're talking Potentially. about? Potentially. Oh, um, what a show, isn't it? I said it you last week. Did I say that? Did you send me that yesterday? No, I said it on the show last week. He said it on the show. Oh, yeah. It's when I was having connection issues in the unicorn in workshop. Yeah. So, the third <laughs> goal, though, is Stanislav Cole. It's, it's a lovely run. He's jinked inside about three or four defenders, worked some space, found himself in the box. And he's literally side-footed it. Like, it was a really nice cushioned pass at Pickford. And it's gone through him like he's yeah. Swiss cheese. It's, uh, like, it, shouldn't yeah. be, it shouldn't even be troubling him, let alone mm. going in. It's Absolutely. so bad. It was. Like, it was. That, that's that's it. It's got that's got to be Pickford's time up now. 
Um, and I've got a feeling it won't be because it's almost like he trusts him. Remember that time period where Lingard was getting picked for England every every time they were playing, and Welbeck was getting played for England every time. Ross Barkley at the moment, no matter what he does for club, he will get picked for England and probably start. When you look back on the Joe Hart thing, he kept getting picked. Kept yeah. getting picked. Right. You think about Gerard's got over sixty caps or something for England as well. That's how many times he played yeah. for England. But what, what was what was Joe Hart's competition? What was his competition for the places? Fraser Forster, wasn't it? Is it Fraser Forster? He had a couple of good seasons, didn't he? Forster had a few good seasons in Celtic in Scotland. Yeah. He had a good game against Barcelona, but Forster's problem is one that Nick Pope doesn't have. Forster six for eight. Pope is six seven. Forster couldn't move. If you if yeah. you put anything in a corner, in a bottom corner, Forster doesn't get down to it. Nick Pope, without sounding like I'm giving him the cliche of Peter Crouch, Nick Pope can move really well. He's very agile for how tall he is. Yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd much rather Pope than Pickford. I'd have Hendo all day, but Nick Pope is is, is a big shout. And um, Joe Hart, 75 caps. Nuts. There you go. Nuts. 75 caps. There you go. Yeah. Um, before we do move on, uh, I will just say this, uh, picking, piggybacking off Cotton there, which I seem to do a lot, um, but four games ago, Villa were dead and buried and they've picked up eight points from those four games, right? Mm. So we, I think me and you, we, said, we were talking a, a, a number of weeks ago about how a team at the bottom needed to put a run together. Villa have timed it absolutely perfectly and they've done that run, didn't they? Yeah. Eight points from four games. That's what top four material. So and, and Bournemouth just left it way too late to put in this yeah. sort of form. Yeah, and uh, Watford just went in the other direction. So yeah, fair play. To Bournemouth allowed yeah. themselves to give it to breathe for a hot minute by getting that four-one win over yeah. Leicester. No one expected that. They should have been relegated like a couple of weeks ago. But that just changed things whole round like yeah. like completely, didn't it? But again, yeah. Before we move on from the Bournemouth thing, I am very, very, very worried for them as a club. That yeah. We won't see them in the Premier League for a, a long time if we ever do I again. The minute no. they've gone down, <laughs> Josh King's not playing in the Championship. No. Callum Wilson's not playing in the Championship. No. They're, they're, Brooksy, no. going to play in the Championship. Ake isn't going to be in the Championship. No. They are going to get stripped for parts. I don't, even think, I don't even think they'll make a lot of money out of the talent they lose because they've got no... They've got no negotiating power. They're in the, the players won't want to stay in the Championship. They're gone. And if you think about it, their ground is also, again, it's the smallest in the Premier League and it's going to go to being one of the smallest ones in the Championship as well. Yeah. So, they haven't got much their revenue. Fan base yeah. as well to get back up there. I, I think Bournemouth are in, are, are in a lot of trouble. Yeah. yeah. Would you be surprised if you saw them go Championship, League One, League Two? No. Uh, maybe not as far no. as League One or League... Uh, maybe not League Two, but... Uh, Abu Bradford. Yeah, Portsmouth. Uh, Pompey, Freeford, yeah. It, it, might, it might be like uh, extended over a few years... Yeah, not, oh, yeah, not back to back. It's, it's not going to go back to back to back to back. But I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, hey, look at Sunderland. Yeah. Sunderland with their massive stadium, they've gone all the way down to League One. As does Leeds as well. So yeah, Bournemouth, I feel, yeah, are, are probably in trouble. Especially when you look at the amount of money that they spent on the players they spent yeah, as well. Yeah, Solanke. Yeah. Uh, I, but I know Ibe's leaving now. Um, but um, what happens now with Eddie Howe? Stays in the championship with Bournemouth. I think, yeah, I think he stays. I mean, who's going to come in for him? I, I, I honestly don't buy into the Eddie Howe. I don't buy into the hype. Um, he's not, he's not a bad manager. 
he's not what everyone uh, what everyone makes him out to be. He's because uh, he's young and English. That's why. Yeah, that's, if, that's, if, it, if, it, if he was doing the exact same job and was foreign and in his late fifties, early sixties, I don't think anyone would care. Eddie is Howellaski. No, like no one would. Uh, you, you, he probably would have got sacked for getting Bournemouth relegated already. It would have come out today that he was that he'd already been chopped. But yeah, mm. like I said, not buying into the Howell mythology. I'm afraid. Fair enough. Let's look at the top end of the table now. Uh, Chelsea squeezed into the Champions League spot with a 2-0 win over Wolverhampton Wanderers on the final day of the season. Uh, goals, Both goals coming in the last couple of um, moments of the first half. Uh, Mason Mount and uh, Ollie G. Both goals were... were I, I, I quite enjoyed both goals, if I'm honest. And yeah, I quite enjoyed what Chelsea did. Mason Mount. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you when we when we get on to the second goal. Obviously, the, I was I was at work for the first half, so I was um, watching. I was watching the live table just, to, and I was trying to just think what what's going on, blah, blah blah. And as I was watching it, I just saw Chelsea move above us, and I was like, they scored. And then literally thirty seconds later, my gaffer at work so like, up oh, two 0 and I was like, come on, stop that! Like, that won't work. Don't give me that. And fair enough, it was two 0 <laughs> uh, The Mason Mount free kicks, lovely. Absolutely Can we just say though, not a foul? No, no, no. Soft, uh, it's soft, yeah. Soft, but, yeah, it's soft. But you've got still got to score it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely, you've got to score it. But you know, it, that that was less of a foul than the one on Lacazette. Yeah. Gonna, what, do you know what annoys yeah. with these free kicks? It's like we said with the Keppel one the other week. You've put your wall there because you know where he's going to put that ball. You know he wants to get it up and over the wall, and and it's going to either dip in the bottom corner, or it's going to go top corner. Yeah, not taking yeah. anything away. It's a great free kick, but the keepers doing that baffles me. Um, yeah. yeah, the second goal. I have got a complaint. I have got a complaint for the second goal. Go on. Connor Cody just getting bodied by Giroud yes. to get back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he, he, almost, he yes. almost moves out the way for him. I he shouldn't be. Giroud shouldn't be allowed to get to that to the, get to that second chance and finish it. Shouldn't be allowed. And this is a guy that people be banging on about, going, "Oh well, Conor Cody, he should be in the England side. He should be yeah. at the back. He should be doing this." When you see things like that happen, do you really feel you're? Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad that I'm not the only one that thinks that though, because I know Giroud did really well. He doesn't give up on the ball. He does use his strength, but yeah. Cody just gets brushed aside. He almost spins him around for like ice. It was, it was remember, a lot of it. The as well. reverse fixture, Gav. You were at the reverse fixture, weren't you? For, uh, yes, it was. Yeah. And remember, Tammy, Tammy Abraham did exactly the same to Connor Cody. Two in Connor that Cody. Game. Bullied yeah. him on a what two two occasions, and he scored both goals, didn't he? Yeah. Connor Cody's got. He's not. He's not. He's a very average centre half in the Premier League for me. He's not England. No, he's not. He's not. He's not England. I, for I, me. I think. I think that. I think the performance from Wolves as well. Um, you could really tell that their season started 370 yeah. days ago or whatever. You could um, tell it actually started a year ago yesterday. Yeah, you, and you could tell that they'd been playing for a full year. They, they looked, they just wanted to fall over the finish line. Uh, kind of looked bereft of ideas. As soon as as soon as soon Chelsea scored, it was kind of like writings on the wall. Um, not saying they rolled over and just took it, but I don't. they didn't do enough to get even try and get back into the game. No. Wolves are a team that are built to play from leading from the front, aren't they? Because they're a very counter-attacking side, aren't they? Mm. Um, um, you think you think about players like Moutinho and Neves; they're more of your deep line playmaker type of midfielders, aren't they? So they're they're ones who kind of sit back, hit long-range passes to Jimenez and uh, Jota, and then bring on Traore to try and change the game. 
mm. when they go behind, they haven't really got a creative spark to get back into it, have they? Um, Cody isn't a defender, I don't think. He's better as a defensive midfielder. Now, when he was coming through the ranks at Liverpool, yes, he was playing a CDM role, but over the last three or four years, he has been playing centre-half. So, I, I sort of I understand where you're coming from, but I don't agree with it now. The guys are centre-half now. They've been playing that formation for so long, and he's been playing yes. as part of that three for so long. If this was his first season, and he was doing these sort of things and making these odd mistakes... I'll be like, yeah. okay, yeah, I'll get that. But no, he's been doing it for like three, four years now, maybe even a little bit longer now. Because he's got, remember, he was he 27 now as well? So I think people yeah. overestimate the, the, the differences in the game of playing centre back to CDM. You don't just move up the pitch a little bit more. You, you've yeah, got it's, it's, it's a way different. It's a way different role. Yeah. Um, is his passing good enough? It, I mean, even if you had him there as a no nonsense player to break up the play, is his passing good enough to play in midfield? Has he got the brain? To, to, to track runs and keep an eye on everything rather than what he has to do at centre-back. I, I couldn't really see him at CDM. If, if, yeah, if, exactly. if, if, yeah. if there was an injury crisis at Wolves and they didn't have one, maybe, but yeah. I couldn't that's, really see that, that, Yeah, that's got to be worst-case scenario. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the other thing as well, playing in central defence midfield, is that you're going to receive the ball with your with your with when you facing the goal. Yeah. When you're a centre half, you face, you receive the ball when you're facing the place. So you can see your players coming onto you. Mm. Uh, how does he how, how does he deal with that? So yeah, when we've seen what his mobility's like, Giroud just yeah. think yeah, about exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. just out manoeuvred him. Giroud yeah, exactly. is like so. So Cody, Cody at Cody at CDM. Uh, how many times would would a, would a Pogba would a, a Decore would would something like that would a Rodri just bully him and you, you'd just be giving up. You'd be giving up too many uh, chances against your back four because they've got through Cody or because they've bullied him off the ball. Like, mm. I'd, I wouldn't want that in my squad. So we, Chelsea, Chelsea have, are, are pretty much sorted. You know, yeah. I personally think that Chelsea need one more centre half, and other than that, I think their squad is good enough to make a decent attempt next year and go quite deep into the Champions League. But Wolves, you know, what, 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 do, what, what? What are wolves? <laughs> what do they yeah. need to do? They need, they need, like Alex said, they need, they need a creative spark in midfield. Jean Moutinho isn't getting any, any older. Uh, Ruben Neves sits very deep. Uh, he's more of a defensive midfielder than he is a creative. Creative. He don't, don't get me wrong. He hits rockets, but he doesn't. I, I don't feel like he sets up enough. And they, they do need. I tell you what, they a little, uh, maybe a Jesse Lingard transfer in the summer. Maybe someone, maybe he goes there and refines his form and. And, re- and rejuvenates his career, and and uh, and he is the attacking player that Wolves have for linking up play. Maybe not, but maybe, it maybe they could go Rob Will Hughes or something. From, well, from maybe, yeah, that's it. That's it. I was just thinking that. Or if if you rate him so much, Buendia wouldn't be a bad signing for Wolves. Buendia would be a great signing for for someone like Wolves. Talking of signings, sorry, no, come on, Alex. I was going to say if they manage, if they win the Europa League and they get the money, then. Why not they'll Jack Grealish? They'll be playing yeah. Champions League football. That would, well, that would be a savage move. Jack Grealish leaving leaving Villa to go to Wolves. No, I don't think he'd do it. It's um, not going to happen. I won't see it happening, but... Yeah. It happening. but it's yeah, that talking, kind of player they need, though. Top yeah. Talking transfers, um, Mason Mount scoring that free kick. I, I'll yeah. worry for Mount next season. You've got ZH and possibly Kai yeah. Havertz coming in. Not happening. Yeah. You, 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 there's no way he's going to fit everyone in the squad. Because obviously you'll have you'll have Werner up front, he'll he'll play on his own, and then you'll have you'll have wingers, and, and then you'll have yeah, in you'll which have case then Havertz and ZH. 
In which case, then Wolves wouldn't do uh, wouldn't be bad in doing taking him on loan for the season. Possibly, possibly. Interesting. Um, let's um, talk about your boys, Cotton. Yay! <laughs> Leicester nil, Man United two. It was the winner takes all game, and Manchester United did exactly that. Goals from Fernandez from the spot, and Jesse Lingard with his first goal or assist this season in the league. And there were many, many people's bets that got screwed over because there were odds at the beginning of the season for Lingard to not get a goal or an assist all season at 125 to 1, gamble responsibly, boys and girls. And also, um, later on in the season, it was as short as 66 to 1, or should you say as long as 66 to 1. And um, yeah, it's a couple of people that, that ended up missing out on this with the last kick of the Premier League season. How savage is that? But uh, um, it was a bit of a slow burn of this game, I, I felt, and it didn't really seem to get more exciting until the second half began. Good, because uh, as I said, I was at work, um, my gaffer, massive props to him, he, he literally said, he was like, I can't, I can't stand to see you like this, go home and watch the second half. So I, I, I've taken, I'm not even joking, I've taken my trainers to work. So as, as soon as he said that, I was like, Charlie with a golden ticket, running through the village of Moulton, mate. I was, uh, I literally, <laughs> literally ran home, got in for the second half. Um, but yeah, honestly, just having to check on the scores at work and, just keep keep track of a nil nil was horrible. I've got I've got people trying to warn me up. Oh, it's, it's two nil Leicester. Um, so yeah, but then even when I got home and was watching it, it was it was still pretty pretty nerve wracking. Um, Matic, I don't think Matic had a very great game. I think he kept getting caught out. I think the pace was just the pace in the Leicester team was just too much. Every time I looked up, he was getting beaten for pace. Um, but then the inevitable happened, and we got our record fourteenth penalty of the season. Um, Stonewall penalty. Manchester United. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can't argue with it. Though. Like I said to you earlier, you, you, could, you, could, you could give a penalty on Johnny Evans or Wes Morgan. Um, yeah. But going back to that penalty thing, I can think of the Villa one was a bit suspect, but the rest of the penalties. The Villa was, one's never been a penalty. Yeah, but yeah, all I, the others, to I, be honest, I can't think of one where I'm like, mm, so I can they think of all have we've been. We missed out on a few as well that probably should have been given. Yeah. There was, there was. Do you know what? There was an incident in this game, the Brandon Williams one, when I thought he, I thought that was a penalty, and it wasn't even valid. So, swings mm. and roundabouts. But Bruno um, stepped up and did his little penalty routine and scored. <laughs> I, I was pretty, I was pretty worried about it to be fair, because he looked tired, and I wondered how much that would affect him. But I, I think I, I don't know whether this comment is a bit of banter or not. Um, please enlighten me if it is. Um, James Justin, right side of the centre half for uh, playing right side of the centre half. So they played like a three-five-two yesterday, which does not suit Leicester. And Leicester need to. I think they just need to go back to what they know, because the second half of the season they've messed around with formations way too often. Yes, they've had a couple of injuries, but they've also got enough players there to fit back into the slots that are missing. Yeah. So you know. For instance, that young lad who's coming through now, the Thomas guy at left back. Yeah. So they've got a left back, so you don't need to worry about playing three at the back when you've got him. Do you see what I mean? And, you know, like when Vardy was missing, they were, they were playing like Harvey Barnes through the middle. Why? When they've got Isaac Perez who can do that job and yeah. Ian Acho, I know they're both not as good as Vardy, but why did they change so much? Wes Morgan looked so far off the pace yesterday. There was a couple of times where... It was just a simple through ball and Martial was in 
Schmeichel came, his, Schmeichel was so good at coming off his line. And there was a few times that Schmeichel came out and gobbled up the ball before Marshall could get onto it. Mm. But the, the signs were there that, that, uh, that Morgan was going to get caught and they both got caught out for the penalty. It's less, Leicester needs some, some reinforcements. Yeah, Alex, what are you saying about Leicester? Uh, I think that they're glad that the season is over. Um, I don't know whether they're going to look at the Europa League as a blessing or as a curse now, because they've now they've qualified for the group stage. They don't have to go through the qualifying stage like Wolves do, right. do, do they? They have to, mm-hmm. They've actually gone straight into the Europa League for next year. So that's a guaranteed already six games, a minimum of six games that they're going to play. Now, how are they going to cope playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday? Um, when they haven't done it before, right? And as we've said there, Brendan Rodgers has chopped and changed his squad and his tactics, his formations quite r- regularly, which mm. is going to probably happen next season as well. And it's really affected them. Well, they're going to have to. Wouldn't be surprised if they don't, and they're not going to get the Champions League money now. So bearing that in mind, and players that they had, they have playing for them, probably players like you think of Tillemans, um, uh, I, I suppose James Madison, maybe Ndidi, these players are going to think, well, I'm a Champions League quality calibre kind of player. I want to go play for a Champions League calibre kind of club, not a Europa League club. When they come knocking, or if they do come knocking, are they going to turn them down because they're invested in the Leicester project? So I am a little bit worried for Leicester at the start of next season, how they get off to, how they get, how they get going. Um, and it weird though because like, if you said to any Leicester fan at the beginning of the season you're going to come fifth next year they would be like I'll have oh, that yeah. all day, yeah, all day. Yeah. All day. Yeah. but it just feels like a uh, kick in the teeth now doesn't it well the thing is we've both been in this situation you know you don't want it when on a Thursday night you're flying out to Turkmenistan and then, yeah. and, then you've got, and then you've got a big game on the Sunday and then sometimes even then you've got a, you've got a Premier League game you play on the Sunday you've got a game on the Wednesday or something and you just mm. you just don't want it and, and especially Listen, the Europa League is still a, it's still a cup to win. It's still a European trophy, but do people see it as valuable enough to to risk getting squad players fatigued, or or, or if you've got a, if you've got a big game on the Sunday, are you going to put the kids out in the Europa League? And it's I mean we we have been kind of been using the Europa League as a platform for the kids. It's yeah, been, Arsenal put their second string out. Yeah, a lot yeah, of times when they've done it. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, and then at the end of this game, absolute. Johnny Evans is still a red. He's an absolute true man. Uh, he, he got himself. He gave us the penalty, and then controversially, I don't know if the Johnny Evans tackle on Tomney is a straight red. It um, is a straight red all yeah. day. Okay, well, okay. I think you might it. just be trying to be nice because you little smug no, self. Let, We're let playing me, Champions League football next year, so no, I don't know. When I when I first saw it, <laughs> I thought he's off because I thought that's his second yellow card. I didn't instantly think like, oh, that's that's disgusting. Nah. Yeah, and that, then, that, when, that they, when, they, when they slowed it back and stuff, I thought, yeah, it's over the ball. It's not. Well, it's nowhere near the ball. It's at the time I didn't think it was that bad, but it's definitely it, it, it definitely would have been a second yellow. So he's off, um, and then. It's the 97th minute. I can I understand that Casper's trying to keep the ball because he wants to get a quick counter-attack going and just get back up the field. Why are you trying to Cruyff turn like that? What like because he's is, is Jesse Lingard. That's why. What is going through your head? <laughs> um, I, I'd want to do the same. No, and then and obviously then Jesse Lingard taps into an empty net. I'm I'm very surprised we didn't get a little dance out of him. I'm not gonna lie. 
Um, I was fully expecting a little Jesse Lingard dance. But that was it. 2-0. Two, 2-0. Two two Champions League sewn up. Um, and a third, third place finish sewn up as well. Which yeah, that's another thing. I'm going to not dampen my enthusiasm, but, and I've said it, I've said it a few times in the last few weeks, it goes to show you how poor the quality of opposition for Liverpool's title push has been this season when we've had one of the worst starts and worst half of the seasons I've ever had and we've finished third. You're going to tell me that Manchester United have been the third best team in the league this season. Oh, when you look at it over the course of the year, well, this is the thing, no, no, this is the thing I was saying beforehand. You look at Leicester's first half of the season and they're a shoo-in for Champions League football. But yeah. they didn't do it over 38 games. You look at Man United's first half of the season, and they were they were languishing in the middle table. And in the second half of the season, they've been if you put Leicester's first half of the season and Man United's second half of the season together, that would have been the perfect uh, the perfect response to uh, Liverpool and to Man City. But to be fair, other than those two, no one really did anything. That's what I, mean. I mean, Liverpool Liverpool are what 20, 20 something points clear of City. Twenty eight points. And then how many? Like eighteen got, points. Sorry, eighteen. And then points. we're obviously. I think we're uh, what are we like. 10, 15... 20, 20, yeah, you're 15 points short of, um, of Man City. Of City. And, uh, down in third, and it's like... I'm glad we finished third. I mean, you don't, you don't win any extra prizes for it. That means we get automatic. We don't have to play qualifiers for the Champions League, which is nice. But... Uh, it, not it not just, Chelsea anymore. They changed it now, haven't they? Um, all four English sides have got Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Okay. England's coefficients are so strong now yeah. that the four go straight into the Champions League, yeah. Either way, I think, um, yeah, us finishing third does show that the, the rest of the team and the, and the league has been a bit weak this season. It reminds me of the last time United won the title. Yeah. The 12-13 the, the, the season. And Man United stormed to that league. And, and no one else even United it. fans were like, we won that. Yeah. All right. You know, and, and that's not any disrespect because obviously you're going to celebrate winning uh, uh, the, the biggest club trophy that is available in in England, which is the Premier League. But it's just so unconvincing. For Liverpool, it's different because it's the first one they've won in, in yeah, 30 yeah, years. Yeah. But, you know, if Liverpool had won the league th- three of the last five seasons, for argument's sake, and then won the title this way, I think they would be a bit like... Yeah, it's, it's, another, it's another tick on it. It's, it's, it's another tally. Like, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Let's talk about those guys down there, the old bin yeah. uh, Man City, um, um, Newcastle won, Liverpool three. Um, Dwight Gale scoring on the opening minute. Um, and then... <laughs> Liverpool not waking up and coming out half asleep for games has been a recurring theme since the lockdown. They, they, they just yeah. don't look at the races until 20, 30 minutes, or until they get a goal, other than uh, when they, who, did they, who did they go 3 and 11 against? Was it Brighton? Brighton. Yeah, they, they they came out of the traps against them, but uh, but there's been so many games this season where they've they've caused their own problems and their own issues early on in games. Do you think that's something to do with Liverpool being able to be got at, or has it got anything to do with we've won the title, we don't really care anymore? Column A, Column B. Yeah, it's a bit, but I would say it's more Column B than Column A, but it's it's we know you don't you only have to drop your performance levels by like two percent. And you get beaten, or yeah. you, as you say, you come out lethargic. And yeah, uh, I, I agree again. Cotton, it's they they have been very lethargic in the majority of these games that they've played since lockdown. It's 
We'll see what they're like come again in what when there's a season. Uh, I think Gary said six weeks time, isn't it? Six mm. weeks from today or yesterday, whenever it was. But but that just shows you Liverpool have do like they do have that. They've got such a good squad that even even when they do go a goal down and come out slow, they can still yeah. win a game three one. They started yeah. the game without the main front three, and they brought them all on because they can. Origis, yeah, I'm actually. You know what? I'll, I'll sort of give Origi a little bit of a uh, little bit of stick, but if you're not going to be starting every game, he's the perfect guy to have on your bench, really, isn't he? Because what? Because he because he doesn't argue. He don't about mind. He don't mind. Yeah, I get I get that, but I, I wouldn't say he was. I wouldn't say he was good enough to be a full impact player. Like we had this conversation of the week. They would love. They would love someone. With a with a sharper goal threat off the bench than, than Rigi. Who, who who would be happy to sit on the bench behind those three? Nobody should be happy to be sitting <clears> sitting <throat> on the bench. Yeah, of course. But like someone like Giroud doesn't mind. You you can tell he doesn't I mind. Know. You know he's I used feel, to I it. I feel like mind. Giroud wants to start more games. To be honest with you, Gav. Yeah, yeah. well, like Cotton said, everyone wants to start more games, but you know, yeah. you, you haven't got a squad of eleven. Oh, You're not Tottenham. Tottenham have got a squad of have for many years have had a squad of eleven. You oh, know, oh, like yeah. when you look at the bigger picture, I don't if think. If if this was Barcelona and they and they just they, they just won the Champions League and they just won La Liga, and Suarez was their main striker, would you think that Origi is good enough to come off the bench and be their and be their impact player in the Champions League and the league? No. There you go. No, it's no. Not different, is it? They've just won the Champions League. They've just won the league. That they they will they will be looking at someone better to come off the bench than Origi. But would would Suarez, for instance, <laughs> just say I'll Suarez tell, was I'll back at Liverpool you. right now? Who would he start ahead of? Who would he start ahead of? I would say Firmino. Yeah, Firmino. Yeah, all day. But then, like, what Firmino does to involve Mane and Salah. He doesn't have to score goals for the amount yeah, that he creates. Yeah, Suarez, for those... Suarez's hold at playing interlinking plays is just as good as for, for, for Mino's, if not better. I'd, I'd tell you who's the, who would be a perfect player for Liverpool. I think Harry Kane would be a perfect player for Liverpool. I, I, I was thinking more along the lines of like Churro Martinez from Inter, but he would he would have to be starting every game. But. I don't actually think that is a bad shout, you know, because his link-up plays is... is He's he's unreal. He won't be at Inter for long. Uh, In fact... No, Kane. Oh, Kane. (laughs) I was going to say, I reckon... I like like them both. I like them both. That's that's a Suarez replacement. That's perfect. Lachiro will go Barca. I haven't seen Lutaro Martinez a lot, so I can't comment on him, but just obviously from watching Harry Kane, as I say, his link-up play is great. He carries a goal threat. He's good in he's good in the air, so he'd get on the end of those crosses from Robertson and uh, Trent Alexander Arnold. I, I think he would be and, a perfect player for Liverpool. Yeah, I agree. And plus, um, Tottenham haven't got haven't got uh, Champions League football. So if anyone wants to get Kane and they're serious no, about it, this, this, this is the season. This is the season yeah. to go for. It. You know, like when people go, like, oh, you know, you want to get a player who's going to add twenty goals to your season, whatever. But when that happens, it normally. It normally takes goals away from anywhere else. I genuinely feel that Mane and Salah will score the same amount of goals and there will be 20 goals coming from Harry Kane. Yeah. If yeah. he yeah. play there. But in this game, Mane's goal was the most Salio Mane goal I've ever seen. It's, like, <laughs> yes. it's what he does. Isn't it? That, he, that is his Arjun Robin trait. That's, that's Mane's yeah. one. That's what he does well. Uh, cuts inside, finesses it, 
it just floats as well. And the way it doesn't, it doesn't even like go top bins. It like rolls on the inside. The, the, the side of the net just caresses the ball as it tucks round. It was oh, that's the sound that. that I love. Yeah, yeah. The, just a ripple up. Yeah, it was great goal. The sound that Alex loves is in this game. Um, oh, Burnley, Burnley one, <laughs> Brighton two. Um, what's your favourite sound? Tweet us at, at Twitter Top Football. Um, Brighton, uh, Burnley one. we get loads of dodgy tweets about their favourite sound. Favourite football. <laughs> favourite sound is football. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chris Wood. Um, he scored 14 goals for Burnley. It's the highest amount of goals in the top flight for Burnley any one individual has scored since 1975. That's- that crept up on me because when I heard them say that yesterday, I was like, he's got 14 league goals this season. Yeah, I didn't realise that either. I thought, I thought, that's actually not a bad return, you know. I think it's very good. I think it's very good. I think he's done well. Burnley aren't known for creating 50 well, clear chances a game, are they? So Exactly, yeah. In, in the Sean Dyche system, that is... That's what worth probably another five, six goals if you think about it. In the Sean Dyche system, when you're not six foot yeah. nine as well, like he's not <laughs> just uh, he's not just a big old target man, is he? Like mm. I, I think like, I think he's done really well there. Um, yeah, Basuma's goal. Yeah, that, that's that's the football sound I'm referring to the 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 ping that you get off the crossbar. Oh, yeah. the, the fact that he won, he wins the tackle, he wins the ball back before. Yeah. Uh, before the shot, it got, he wins. It, it was a big tackle, and then it kind of bounces around, and then it comes back to him, and yeah. he just thinks, "Last last game of the season, might as well." If you don't yeah. shoot, you don't score. I've got a lot of time for him anyway. I do like a lot of Basuma. I really do. Um, called him out a couple of times over the years now, over the last couple of years, and um, one in particular when uh, myself and Alex went down to the penultimate game of the season last year, um, Basuma <laughs> just boss in the middle of the park and I was like yeah he's, he's, he's a good player he's got a lot of very good engine on him um, and then Aaron Connolly he scored as well and um, it's his first goal since well it's only his third goal of the season simple as that he scored a brace against Spurs uh, in about October time and everyone was going oh yeah look at Connolly he's going to be big he's going to be big and he's played a lot of games since then and he's not produced so he's still young he is only 18. He might have just turned 19, but as far as I'm aware, he's still a teenager. So, as everyone should know, my ruling is, if you're a teenager, it's okay. Um, as soon as he turns 20, and if he's still doing this sort of stuff, then it's not good enough. But no. as a teenager, we give him a blight. It was, it was a very surprising result. Obviously, Burnley's form recently has been pretty good, and I, I, did not see, I did not see Brighton getting a result here at all. Mm. But Burnley finished 10th in the table, um, level on points with Sheffield United. So, we'll ask that question again. Who's had the better season, Sheffield United or Burnley? Sheffield United. Burnley Burnley are established. They know what the Premier League's about. They've they've been in it long enough. They've got the players that have been in it long enough. I think for Sheffield United to come in and have a debut season where they're walking into the unexpected, uh, I I think I'd say they've had the better season. I think they've also... um, finished way above their expectations, whereas Burnley would think they'd want to be around mid-table. So, I'd, I'd say it's Sheffield United. Yeah, same for all of those reasons, because if you'd asked 30 people at the start of the season, namely three teams that are going down, 28 of them, 29 of them would have had Sheffield United in their three. Mm. So, um, for them to finish ninth, was it? Ninth, yeah. yeah. That's what, 11 places, 10 places above where they... They were predicted to finish, and 
before we, oh, I don't know if you're going to go on at all, but what did you guys think to the uh, Burnley guy that was disallowed? Uh, one of those. It, just, it happens, doesn't it? <laughs> I think it's, I think I think it's a it was, bit harsh. I think it was a right call. I think it was a right call, but yeah. yeah. But do you know what? With, um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about. Oh, Sheffield United. Um, there might be some Sheffield United fans that will disagree with me because they would have liked European football. I think for them not to have European football next year might be a little bit of a blessing because now they can focus more on the league. They haven't got to play silly amounts of games that they can. They can just get yeah. the season the season done. Um, play kids. I, I, in think, I think playing. I think getting European football would actually help them out. You reckon? I, see, I, yeah, I think... just for reinforcements. I, I, I can't see many players that are really going to be wanting to go there right now. But if they play European football, it's more of a pull. I don't know. Uh, Sheffield and fly to, to Turkey or, or wherever on, on a Thursday night when, when you've got a six-pointer, a relegation six-pointer on a Sunday. So, I think, yeah. again, they might not agree with me and, and, they, and it would have been nice for them to go into Europe and they've probably got a bit more money with sponsorship and stuff. But it's not the end of the world for them. Uh, they did lose yesterday 3-1 to they, Southampton. Oh. Um, I was going to say, I think what Sheffield United should do, they should come, concentrate on getting the best players from the Premier uh, from the Premier League, from the Championship. That that mm. should be where they're looking to shop for their market, you know, because they're gonna those players are gonna want to come play for Sheffield United because they're in the Premier League, and yeah. yeah, them not playing in Europe is a massive thing for them. I think it's gonna be a plus. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't see the result coming either. No, Southampton three, Sheffield United one, but Sheffield United since lockdown, we don't know which Sheffield United side is gonna uh, which Sheffield United side is gonna show up. Um, Shay Adams now can't stop scoring. That's four in his last five games. Um, uh, so, correct me if I'm wrong because again I watched these earlier was the Lundstrom goal was that another case of like chocolate wrists because I, um, I, I just remember seeing quite a few this weekend um, where keepers should have been saving things no I don't, I don't think so I think it was quite it was nice sweeping move I think we could probably question a little bit of the back line there for, from Southampton to allow the ball to get to Lundstrom in the first place but I, you know I, I wouldn't be I'd be I'll be happy with that goal. Obviously, if I conceded it, I'd be annoyed by I, it. I think they might. I think Sheffield United. I don't know if it was a chance to make to get them two one up or whatever it was. But Billy Sharp had an insane chance. He, he, he's about three yards out of goal. If he puts it down the side of the near post, it probably goes in. If not, he's got a player across from him that he can square it to, and ends up absolutely hammering it at the keeper. Yeah. Um, and that could have, that could have made a difference. Yeah, that would have made it two one at that point. I think, um, I think it might have been one of the uh, Adams goals. I think um, Henderson gets beat at his near post a bit too easy for one of the goals. Yeah. Jay well. um, Adams though, I don't think it's a Premier League quality. I think we need to see what he does next year because he's had a lot of game times. Played thirty games this year in the league. He scored four and um, got three assists. I don't think that's enough for some for how much money they've, they've paid for him. And Danny Ings, he took the penalty, and Shea Adams came off a minute after. Now, 
I'm sorry, there weren't enough time for Danny Ings to be thinking about Golden Boot at that point. If it was, no. if it was, if it was early on in the game, I'd be like, yeah, but with six minutes to go, let Shea get his hat trick, man. Yeah, I mean, let him do it. Yeah, I suppose. But uh, if you're if you're a goal scorer, you want the goal, don't you? Really? I mean, if Danny Ings is on penalties, tough tough luck to Chad, isn't that really? Mm, very true. Um, I tell you what, I tell you what, because if he would have given him that penalty, you would have half of the people going, "Oh, it was a nice gesture," but then you'd have half the people questioning Ings' mentality. He's a striker. Why doesn't he want to get the goals? Why, why is he taking the ball off him? He's he never win, can you? Can, win, <laughs> can never win. Can never win. There's only a couple of games left. Um, the boys up the road from the Arsenal. Uh, that's Tottenham Hotspur. They drew one apiece with Crystal Palace away from home. This was a very nothing game, but at the same time, it had a little bit of something on because of the Wolves situation. Now, Wolves losing to Palace got Spurs into sixth spot. Now, if you'd asked any Spurs fan, would they have come top six in November? That you'd be hard pushed to even dream of it. So if you could ask me this Spurs is now a little this is a relatively successful season for Tottenham now, coming as high as they did. Gav, if you'd have asked me if Spurs would have finished top six three weeks ago, I'd have told you no. Yeah. Well, obviously they, uh, the catalyst was beating you guys and then they, they just they started grinding out some results. Uh, some proper Mourinho just see the game out results and 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 they've pushed victory on. against Leicester. Yeah, and they've pushed on and they've got they've got their European place. Mm. Um, I know it's difficult asking an Arsenal fan this, but if, as a Tottenham fan, would you be if you were a Tottenham fan, would you be happy with the sixth place finish? <sighs> um, based on what they've done in the last couple of years, no, I wouldn't be happy. I I, mm. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think. That was progress, is it? It's it's not progress. They were in the they were in the Champions League. They got to the Champions League final. They've qualified for the Champions League for like, what last three or four years now, and now all of a sudden they've dropped down to sixth and they're they're celebrating getting into Europa League. It's like, where's the direction of the club going? Is it? It feels like it's going more that way than that way. We all know that Mourinho is a gaffer that has to have money. So yeah, the, he I. Honestly, don't think he would even come close to accepting this job if he wasn't guaranteed a packet at the end of the season. So, um, the Spurs fans worry that they don't have Champions League football for keeping top players, i.e. Kane, Deli Alli, etc. Well, so I, I was just about to say that, Alex. I was saying we, we touched on Kane earlier. Like, if this would be the season for anyone to buy him, because does Kane want to be playing Europa League football? And the Ali thing, I think his stock has dropped so much in the last season or two. I, I don't think they'd class him as a star player anymore. I mean, he was when he burst onto the scene, but I don't think they'd class him as a star player anymore. Is there anyone who is star? This is not an Arsenal fan digging out Spurs, and anyone who knows me should know that I'm better than that. Do Spurs have any star players left? Yes, human songs. Yes. and Harry Kane. Oh, yeah, my, my bad. I did actually forget about Son for a hot minute. Um... Other than those two, they, I like do, you know what, wine. do you know what they've got? When I say mediocre, when I say mediocre, I don't mean mediocre. I mean they're not world class, but they're very good players. Sissoko, he's not going to win the Ballon d'Or, but he's not a terrible player. Uh, Lucas, he's again, he's not going to, he's not going to win you, he's not going to win uh, personal accolades, but he, he's he's a half decent player. He gets the job done, like you said. Bergvine coming in, he's he's decent. Lamella. 
again, not the best player in the world, but not terrible. And Dombele, well, we, uh, we, we haven't really yeah, seen yeah, much him, but there's not much to judge. But they, they don't, again, they don't have bad players. They just don't seem to have world-class players other than Son kind and Kane. And, and, and that sounds like we're, we're having a dig at them. But, I mean, you could go back to front and I, I don't know if I could tell you many are world-class. Uh, even including the goalkeeper, Larissa. I think he's well class. He never the last two or three class. seasons, he's been he's he again he's been dropping clangers. And I was going to say, um, when a goalkeeper drops clangers quite regularly, you can't consider him world class. You can't. No, no, no. there's no way you can. It's what, say, it's, it's what I used to say about Pepe Reina all the time. Liverpool fans are giving it, oh, but Pepe Reina's got this. Pepe Reina's kept the X amount of clean sheets. But he's still, he'll keep a clean sheet this week, clanger next week. Clean yeah. sheet the following week, clanger next week. And he was yeah. doing that so and, over and, and so that many is, years for Liverpool. And that is why um, I wouldn't class De Gea as a world-class goalkeeper anymore. No, he's not. He had, t- he had three good seasons, um, David De Gea. He had three very good seasons, but yeah, he, he's he's not world-class anymore. But yeah, again, that's not us taking a dig at Spurs or anything. Oh, that's just the way I see it. But speaking, speaking of human son, uh, before we move on from Spurs, um, I think his, his ridiculous goal won uh, BBC's goal of the season, if you remember which one. Well, oh, well, we'll talk about that in a couple of yeah, seconds. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to lead you into. I'll try to lead oh, you. So we've, still, we've still got this game to talk about as well. And um, do you know what? Quickly, before we start this game, I said in the in the uh, preview, I said six nil City. I said a Sterling hat trick, but I said Sterling hat trick, and then Jesus De Bruyne and Mares. Yeah. So well, I did not say seven nil. So I've, I've got the goal scorers right. Not, not far off. Um, I feel sorry for. Um, for Kevin De Bruyne because the last goal from Mares, it's sort of like uh, sorry the penultimate goal from Mares, it's sort of like bounced off off KDB yeah. and then Mares finished it so it doesn't go down as an assist but he was the last person to touch the ball now yeah. if it did go down as an assist he would be the record holder now but now but he, just, he just he just ties the record now there was another goal this season that he didn't get the assist for that he clearly should have uh, if my memory serves me correctly but not worrying about his assist his goal in this game oh. the footwork it was just literally, literally like something from a computer game like just silky footwork one touch moves it over to the other foot then kind of does like a little little choppy turn to get it onto his other foot and then it's just do you know what it was like what? it was very Ronaldinho-esque yeah that little footwork mm. uh, the, the, minute, the minute he hits that ball as well you know it's not going anywhere other than the top corner like no chance yeah. it's going in and you know it this isn't yeah. just a United fan because I'm obviously I'm saying it about a City player, so I'm not it's not biased. De Bruyne not winning player of the year over Henderson is an absolute outrage, man. I know oh, he's a captain. I like the idea that Henderson is, man. I've got a lot of time for Hendo. But, but has he I been a better has he been a better footballer than Kevin De Bruyne this season? Footballer, no, no. impact, no. yes. Has because when you look at every time every time every time Henderson hasn't played, where have Liverpool been at? They've okay. been so lost. And it's mad to how to considering how well Liverpool have done all all season in the Premier League. Okay, but so every cool. time every time it's not played. Liverpool struggled, man. Okay, then give give, give give Henderson the David Brent Leader of the Year award. Yeah. <laughs> when I said to you, who's the who's who's been a better footballer? Better footballer. Yeah. So, yeah. So who should win Footballer of the Year? 
<laughs> exactly. It's again exactly. It's reasonable because I'm because I'm I'm, I'm passionately advocating someone for, for City. But the Bruyne, I feel like they've given it to Henderson for like lifetime achievement award. Well, it's a bit like when when Ryan Giggs won it that year. He didn't. Yeah, he, he, he did deserve it, but. Yeah. He'd been playing for Man United for that amount of time without any awards, so it's like, there you go, Ryan. Here's the biggest cliche to sum it up. It's Roy of the Rovers stuff. He's captain. He's put up with a lot. They've won the league for the first time. Give, give him the award. And it's wrong. Yeah, there you go. It is wrong. It's absolutely um, wrong. Well, over the next um, over the next week, uh, the shows that we've got coming along. So uh, this was the the game day thirty eight, the final day of the season that you've been watching on. Thursday, it's our top five, so tune in for that. Thursday, 5pm. Uh, the details for that will be on all of our social media links. Um, watch, along, watch along for the FA Cup final. Uh, where, what, when is it? Is it, is it on a Sunday? Sunday, Sunday quarter, past, Saturday, quarter past five. Quarter past five. I might be able, I might be able to. If it's a Sunday at quarter past five, I might be able to squeak work yeah, for it's that. Saturday, yeah. So we might, we, might, we, might do a watch, we might do a watch along for the FA Cup final. We'll see what happens. But... Next week, Monday, at 5pm, it is the Two Up Top Awards. The year of football and the awards ceremony of what's been going on in the Premier League. And um, I think we might, I think I might be dressed up for it. Yeah, I think, obviously, we, we only just kind of decided this today, so we're kind of going on the fly. But I think what we might do is, with the categories and stuff that we'll, me and you and Alex will come together and pick... If we if we set up a top four players that are going to win it or a goal of the season award, and we'll put it out to vote oh. and see what everyone else thinks, but then we kind of still get the say. So oh, so so we'll have so we'll have the two top answers and the and, we'll, and see what they want to do. Yeah, and then and, and what we'll do is we'll also do a two up top eleven of the season, and again we'll do a voting for that and see see how close our personal ones get to the people watching at home. Oh, there you go. Well, there you go. So, yeah, plenty coming on over the next uh, few days. And did you know, if you Googled two up top, if you put two up top into Google, our name comes up first. See you later, guys.